9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's up, sharpshooters, and welcome to the Holy Shoot Podcast, a podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Broderick, and joining me are... Hi, it's Jason. Hey, this is Chen. And we also have producer Chris back in the house. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I've had a nice holiday. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we, we didn't expect you to talk that much. Okay, well, that's enough. You, where did you go? Um, well, I've been to Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you get those AEW quotes, quotes that we wanted? No, about that. I exactly. To... Shut up. Speaking of guys who went on holiday, I see that you have returned from Tenerife, Chen. Shall, I, shall we call this Tenerife? And what did you get up to in Tenerife? Well, I went with a squad of... No, let's not say squad. A faction of 12 <laughs> A blazing people. squad. <laughs> I went with a faction of 12-man people. And we just took over the town. We partied hard, you know, drank a lot. The usual people get up to on stags. And I'd, now I feel like shit. You look it as well. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Jason? Yeah, I'm doing great. I've just been having a good week and I'm just enjoying all the exciting stuff about wrestling right now and how much feedback we got on the last show. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what feedback did we get? Okay, so I think last week, you may recall, we talked about our top 30 rumble moments of all time. We got a little bit of feedback on social media and direct and just from people that have been listening to it. But we know there was a few things that came up, but we didn't make the cut, but they liked. That was um, rumble with um, China at number 30 in 99. Oh, yeah. So we didn't include that. That's quite a historic one, which we just she didn't make the cut for some reason. Yeah, um, I mean... One of us decided to put Kayentai in there, you know. Um, not me, but, uh, but yeah. that, we decided Kayentai and Too Cool were more important than China. Interesting bit of feedback from Jackie at Cheap, Pop, Cheap Pops. Ooh. Cheap Pop, yeah, they gave us some of their feedback as well. She asked why Asuka winning the first Women's Rumble didn't make the cut. I thought the Women's Legends was better. Yeah, and we had we did have we did have the moment of Asuka Amber Moon when they had their competition. Yeah. So we had a few moments in there. I, I think it just wasn't the greatest. Like it was down to her and the Bellas, and I think that's probably maybe it's why. the ending because it was a bit of a flat finish. Yeah, and then Ronda kind of appeared, and that ruined it for Asuka. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Then there was a couple of silly moments that a few people suggested. I don't know if you remember Jack Gallagher's um, umbrella spot. He did yeah, a couple of years that, ago. That, that was quite fun, but. Definitely not a great yeah, moment. Jumping from the top rope with his umbrella, yeah, just a silly one. And also, we included Bushwhacker Luke's first rapid fire like exit, but we didn't include Santino's not ready exit when he demanded a chance to get back in. That was like on my long list of great moments, but I didn't love Santino that much yeah. at the time, so it was kind of like, uh, yeah, it was. I think I think Bushwhacker Luke was a better choice as the first one to get in there. Yeah. And we didn't include the hardcore Rumble portion from 2001, which Raven did. It was almost like a mini match in the middle of the Rumble. We had I, some other 2001 moments, but that didn't get there. Controversial moment. I think the 2001 Rumble was a bit overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, so that was some good feedback on that. Um, and also then on the music segment, it was quite cool. Um, you know, mm -hmm. We made sure we reached out to the guys that we featured on that. So Mega Ran, who we featured two of his albums, he sent a direct message back thanking us and saying that was awesome. So that was nice to hear. Yep. Uh, the B Plus players gave us a retweet and thanked us for including them. Uh, they actually have a new song coming out on Feb 7th about Daniel Bryan, and they're going to be releasing a new album, I think, song 
by song over the coming weeks after that. So yeah. maybe we'll see if we can include them in one of the future episodes, play that mm-hmm. one of their songs. Um, Cheap Pop are really happy that we picked them as number one. <laughs> I mean, aside from the retweets we got, so lead singer Jackie had said that they were honoured and flattered. Oh. And ap- apparently my breakdown of Double Turn was right on the money, exactly what she was going for in terms of that song really being about the start of the Attitude, attitude Era. So that was cool to hear. Yeah, definitely great to hear back from uh, Cheap Pop, Mega Ran and uh, the B Plus players, I yeah. think, you know. I think, was in, I think both segments were really great fun. And uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, then you should definitely check that one out just because I think it was the most fun we had on the pod. Yeah. And, and that was also because Chen wasn't here. And Cheap Pop also <laughs> said they're going to have some new music coming out later this year. So that'd be cool to check out as well. So nice yeah. to hear that the people we enjoyed are producing, producing more wrestling music. Yeah, I think we can definitely feature them on the pod later in the year. And I, I shall look forward to it. Anyway, that was a tremendous general banter segment. That's what my script said anyway. Anyway, coming up on today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we are making our predictions for both the WWE Royal Rumble 2019 and NXT TakeOver Phoenix, as well as discussing what we think is the best and worst Royal Rumble of all time, before concluding with the Ring of Dishonor. However, up first is the news. It's uh, been a somewhat interesting news week in the world of professional wrestling with uh, AEW and all that. So I'm just going to start with the big story here. And uh, that is at least four WWE superstars have requested their release from the company. This includes the revival as well as Mike and Maria Kanellis. Supposedly Mike and Maria have addressed these rumors on social media, but is this a beginning of a potential exodus to AEW? I don't know what I believe at the moment. So, you know, uh, Maria's come out and denied this actually happened, but mm. a lot of credible sources say it did. Apparently, the revival quit after their match on Raw, but then a lot of sources saying they didn't. You've got really? Dolph. Yeah, that part of one of the stories that they pretty much quit while they were in their gear. That's one of the stories they, going around. No, this, the story I think from Meltzer is that the revival handed in their release request when they were in their gear just after the match with the Lucha Brothers on Raw, uh, not the Lucha Brothers, Lucha House Party on Raw. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you. They just quit on the spot. No, no, that's what I mean. They, are, they said they wanted yeah, to quit, okay. is what I mean. Just, just to clarify. Yeah, and then, but then you've got like, I don't know how much what I believe going around at the minute. Dolph Ziggler's changed his name to back to his real name on Twitter, and his contract apparently runs out at the end of the month. And AJ Styles is the other big one. So there's all these stories about contracts coming up so and people asking for their release. With Zig- So with the revival, their contracts expire in April 2020, so they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um,. I think with Dolph Ziggler, he's doing a comedy tour with his brother, so that's probably why he's changed his name. Well, you might recall his contract was, about, I think, it was a year ago, and it was, it was running down, and they extended it. So it's around this time it would be up for renewal as well. He, so who knows? He did post on Twitter saying uh, later marks, but Chen, I'm going to bring you into this conversation. What do you think of the possibility of AJ Styles going to AEW, or shall we say AJEW? Yes, I. I don't think it will happen. Obviously, he's got he's good friends with the Bucks. He's actually been featured on their YouTube channel in the background whilst he still was signed, well, still is signed to WWE. Mm. But I just think the company is so much behind AJ Styles; they're willing to give him whatever he wants. And you know, what, what um, he wants is less dates. Yeah, less dates, which I think he he wouldn't mind. Um, no, he do wouldn't they, mind. Do you think they'd give him that? Yeah, I think he will. I think he'll get what he wants. And he's one of the the faces of the company right now. He's not exactly moving the needle, though. 
but he's like, if you think of top five WWE wrestlers right now, you could put him there. Put and he's in the angle with Vince McMahon right now. However, uh, that reminds me, Gallows and Anderson may leave because their contracts also run out in April. Yeah, yeah that's so good I can point. definitely see Gallows and Anderson leaving. So we've decided half the roster is leaving. It's Zack Ryder. <laughs> Who knows where this is going to go? Though you know, it's going to be interesting. In the I think months. Andrade is also like rumored to, rumors that he uh, really asked to get for a request yeah. release. Uh, release request whatever <laughs> also Last with the year. revival i'm not surprised i mean the tag team division is a fucking joke on the main roster like they they i i can understand any tag team in that on the main roster wanting to leave unless you're the Usos, the new day or the bar hmm hmm yes yes it's, it's a very complicated uh well not very complicated time a very interesting time Ultimately, I don't think anyone... I don't think the Revival are going. If Mike and Maria left, I don't think anyone would care. I actually did like the gimmick of Power of Love, but, you know... This um, is the greatest, greatest release request I've known. But I think also... I'm you got to keep in mind... my contract, contract, sorry. <laughs> uh, but you also got to keep in mind, the cons have money. <laughs> yep. Money talks. Yeah, they are three. They are three times worth more than McMahon's. Anyway, I think we spent a little bit too long on this story because there's not really much to comment on at the moment. So I'm just going to move on. It is also rumored that two more indie talents are expected to sign with WWE, as Ilya Dragunov and Shane Strickland are expected to sign soon. Will we see Dragunov in NXT UK and Strickland in NXT, and how soon, Jason? And yeah, possibly, I think definitely NXT for both of them. There's no way they're going to the main roster. Um, yeah, I mean, is Dragonov going to be UK-based or not? I, I mean, he's not the same as Walter. He could be based anywhere, right? I don't think he'd be... So, there's no story of him being quite so fast. Yeah. I'm not sure what his connections Dra- are Dragunov's a bigger name in Europe, though. But is he connected like we have? He, he's not running a promotion like Walter is. So no, he's a bit more no, free. no, no, no. But I would, yeah, I'd still think UK is a good, most likely thing that he'd be in. Yeah. Chan, any interest um, from your side? I can see Dragonov going to NXT UK just to help build up NXT UK. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with those points of views. And lastly, in the January fourteenth edition of Raw, we saw the introduction of the women's tag team championships. The titles will be on the line inside the elimination chamber at the elimination chamber pay per view, where three teams from Raw and three from SmackDown will aim to become the inaugural champions. Are you excited for this match, Chan? I'm gonna start this with you. you yes. You're smiling, <laughs> especially if Nia's in this match. Oh, I can't God. wait to see the destruction of college he leaves in the chamber. The face breaker <laughs> returns. <laughs> Jason. I'm a little disappointed they're not crowning the champs at Mania, but I mm. can see this setting something different or maybe bigger up at Mania. Yeah, I think the problem with like crowning these at Mania is that it will get overshadowed by so much else happening that mm. I think for such a monumental occasion, it's fine to have it on an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view or on a smaller level than yeah. WrestleMania because then it'll have the chance to shine. I think this will main event Elimination Chamber. I'd agree. In terms of the actual match itself, 12-in-1 Chamber, they've done that before. It was a bit of a mess. I think they should have done this stuff probably off that the first pay-per-view after wrestlemania which is backlash yeah. not on the road to wrestlemania they should have just kept this on hold i i think they want to build up to all four horsemen yes. holding the titles i think but i don't i don't know it will piss me off if 
if the women's tag team titles are on the pre-show at WrestleMania. Then. No, they won't. I, think, I don't think they will be. They'll be I think they'll <laughs> they be won't the even show. have a match, no. The champions will probably be in the uh, Battle Royal. Based <laughs> on what I'm booking, it's on the main show. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Wow, you're confident. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Just briefly before the, you know, before the elimination chamber prediction, pay per view. Bailey and Banks. Yeah, same. It will be someone from SmackDown. I can I can see finally mm. Sasha and Bailey. They're raw. Yeah. Yeah. And aren't the titles going to feature SmackDown superstars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Be- I can see a SmackDown superstar team like that winning it. Okay. The, I can finally see they put doing the hill turn on Sasha. Ooh. So I'm confused. You're saying SmackDown... A SmackDown so SmackDown team's going to win it. SmackDown, and Sasha's SmackDown turning Smackdown team's going to win it. Yeah, and maybe and so- during the chamber, this would be the turning hill point oh, okay. for Sasha. Yeah. So and they lose the match. So Iconics for... Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Okay. Oh. Uh, hedging your bets. Anyway, that uh, wraps up the news uh, segment. So... Up next after this short break is the NXT TakeOver Phoenix Preview. This podcast is affiliated with the WWL Meetup Group. WWL or What Wrestling London get together with many fans to watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights and attend live events across London, be it WWE, Progress, Rev Pro, Eve and many more. It's a great way to watch wrestling with friendly people and all are welcome to join. You can find out more at whatwrestling.london or just google Watch Wrestling London and you'll find the meetup page. Up first this weekend is NXT TakeOver Phoenix. We have five matches in total, including all four championships being on the line. However, first, we shall discuss the only non-title match on the card, which is Matt Riddle once again facing off against Cassius Ono. This is the third time they faced each other. So, Jason, who have you got? And are you excited for this match? I've got Riddle winning this one. I think he still needs to establish himself and he took that beat down. I'm not overly excited by this match. I think it tied into the, the general slightly being underwhelmed by a takeover for the first time in a long time. Mmm. Mmm. Well, that's a very interesting thought about being underwhelmed about this takeover. Chan? I like both wrestlers, but I don't give a shit about this match. I just want to have this match as a squash match for one of them. Just get it over and done with. I don't want to see a squash match because they've done that already at War Games 2. However, uh, I follow the sentiment that I'm not really excited for this match. I think Matt Riddle will win. I don't really care too much about either guy, uh, if I'm honest. Oh, no, to me, is what Ziggler is on the main roster. He uh, just enhances the new talents. Yep. That's, That's all he's there he for. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel sorry for Oh, no, because it, he is a better talent. Good. He got that. the victory against Keith Lee. They put him up a little bit, but I think this building might just to have Riddle then beat him. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's just a pointless match that we've already seen. And it's, it's a TV feud, NXT TV feud match, not a takeover match. I'd rather see what was originally rumoured, which was Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in this spot, but guess we're not going to have that. So, anyway, moving on to the Undisputed Errors only match of the night. We have the War Raiders finally getting their hands on Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, and it will be for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Are the War Raiders just thrown in Undisputed Error? I don't think so. I, f- I think Kyle O'Reilly will come out and his uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong will come out on top. 
That's very interesting. Um, Jason? Yeah, I've also got the belief that it's undisputed era that are going to win this. I'm not fully sold on the War Raiders. I mean, maybe there's a small chance that they win and have a short reign before Undisputed take it back, but I would just see Undisputed being the guys to keep the belts on at this point. Okay, Chen, why do you think Undisputed Era's winning? It's just, to me, they're like the New Day. It just makes sense. They they make money. Yeah. And the War Raiders, I just don't... I think they're talented wrestlers, but people... I, I, I just, just got the notion of Bobby Fish gyrating his hips going, Undisputed. 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 Rod is dancing, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It was not as bad as the time that... Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to refer to that Lashley joke that I made on the pod a few weeks ago. Um, I think the War Raiders are winning. Are you sold on them as like a big act? So I, I don't really care much for the War Raiders. I I haven't liked them from day one. I think they're great wrestlers. I think, you know, they've got their look down and their act down, but they just do nothing for me. Um, however, I think it's more of a case of, I think the Undisputed Era's time with the tag belts are going to come to an end because they've held that since December 2017, really. If you take out those two, three weeks that Mustache Mountain held it. So they've held it for pretty much a year and a bit now they kind of need to build a new tag team on top because there's only so many challenges the undisputed era have the only other ones i could think and it's not even realistic at this point are probably the street profits and they really haven't been built up towards anything so where do you go i think they will give it to the war raiders for the time being i'm not saying undisputed era is going to get called up i don't think they will uh, anytime soon. I hope not. I mean, the tag division is a mess, especially for in the main roster. So yeah, yeah, especially with AOP. Apparently, one of the members of AOP apparently injured. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. So yeah, I think War Raiders. You guys think undisputed error. Thirdly, we see the undefeated Bianca Belair challenge Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. So will Belair remain on the the Ted, Jay, son. <laughs> I could do the. Imagine if I did the whole thing like that. We'd be here a while. <laughs> so, um, I think that Baszler is winning this match. It should be quite a good match, but I don't think Blair's is someone they're going to be putting the belt on just yet. I think this will be a great match. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm rooting for Shayna to win. Uh, uh, Jason, are you a Shayna fanboy? I'm not a big fan of hers, to be oh. honest. Um, I think she's fine in the ring. I've not seen her do anything that's amazed me so far. I think she's amazing. I'm a big fan. I really like her work. I don't want all my wrestlers to be exactly the same. She comes in, she's just brutal, and everything she does is brutal. I I love watching Shayna just go up and destroy. Uh, yeah. She I definitely she holds her own. I've just not been wowed by her yet but I'm not saying that couldn't happen at some point yeah I think she does like that five star match in her I mean she had a very good one with Kyrie Sane at Brooklyn but I mean I was impressed with her since the Mae Young classic so fair enough I like her work with Dakota Kai as well I thought that was really some really good stuff so uh, I think Bianca will be the feet Ted I cannot see uh, Basil losing to another heel so I think it's unanimous we'll see uh, Shayna winning that match. So I'm just going to move on. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Ricochet are going to collide for the first time in NXT over the North American Championship. Apart from your predictions, gentlemen, 
what do you guys make of Gargano's heel work? I'm curious. I love it. It's something fresh, mm. and it was something that was needed because he lost to Champa what three times now. Yeah, like where do you go from there? No, he's only lost twice. Sorry. Oh well, but you can't keep rooting for like the underdog and everything like that. And you know, you eventually, if you keep being the good guy that keeps losing, the fans are eventually going to lose interest. So him doing this hill turn was a f- something fresh and kept the fans interested. I think this whole Johnny and Tomasa storyline is the best thing in wrestling in recent years when you look at how long it's gone and the many chapters to it. I think Johnny's heel turn was a good twist in the story. It makes sense, I think, when you're, if you're trying to think of, like, where does this go next? And are we talking about an eventual reunion or some sort of hatred partnership? Or where, you know, or does somehow Johnny go back? To, it's hard to know where it goes, but I see, them, I see him doing some good heel work at the moment. Um, do you want, you want my prediction for who wins this match? Yeah, yeah. So I'll this ties into, I think, after Matt Riddle beats Cassius Ono, he's moving on to something else. And that involves Johnny Gargano winning the belt from Ricochet and looking at some sort of feud there once Gargano's done with Ricochet. Ricochet's um, actual reign hasn't been that good to me. I mean, he's a great wrestler, but I don't think he's done anything to really launch that title up, up like it should be. And I see a lot more potential with Johnny and Tomasa both being champions and seeing where that chapter of the story goes. Fair enough. That's a really interesting insight into uh, Johnny and Tommaso both being champions. I'm quite intrigued by that. Chan? I think Johnny would win. And I hope Jason's prediction doesn't come true of him feuding with Matt Riddle. Keep them two apart. But let Johnny win the title, somehow reunite with Champa, and then they feud. They team up together to feud with the Undisputed Era. That's Hill v Hill. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if, it, if, it, if there's anything that will work in Dodo is uh, NXT when it comes to Hill versus Hill stuff, it could work. But um, don't get me wrong. Just going back to the Hill conversation, I don't. I think Gargano is very good in this role, but I've never really understood why they felt the need to turn him in the first place. It just doesn't make sense to turn what is probably the most over babyface in the company right now and probably the most over babyface in NXT since Bailey. I, I've never really understood. But don't you understand? People sometimes get tired of the baby face. People eventually get bored of you and you but need that. We, okay, to fine. But who do, we, ha- who, who do we have who do we have instead? Velveteen Dream who's more of a tweener. We have Alistair Black who's more of a tweener. We have Matt Riddle who can't cut a promo. I'm just saying it. He, his promo sucks. Keith Lee, who's not going to ever be given an opportunity worth a damn, from what I can see. So, you know, Johnny was your go-to number one babyface. Johnny People, thinks he's a babyface. That's part of the, how it works. I think it's a great story. Don't get me wrong. I think it's the greatest story told in pro wrestling recent memory. And, you know, suck it, New Japan fans. I don't care. <laughs> but, you know, um, but even now, I'm just like, uh, Gargano is a heel. Uh, he's very good don't get me wrong it's a very good story don't get me wrong for one second but i just i just never really understood long term wise why you would do that but uh also i predict ricochet winning here i don't see i i see the feud of champ and gargano actually culminating soon could be as soon as new york even in april um because they really do have to end that storyline to move on with uh 
to move on in NXT. It has to end at some point. So, yeah, I see Ricochet winning. So there you go. Um, lastly, Alistair Black will finally main event a takeover. We assume that is, of course, as he gets his rematch for the NXT Championship against Tommaso Ciampa. Who wins? Champa all day. Champa. Yep. I feel Alistair Black's completed his NXT story, so uh I also Champa. feel um maybe Gargano might somehow get involved. Yeah, I can definitely see some sort of shenanigans. Yeah. But I think this all ties into is Black a surprise rumble entrant. Yeah, I was gonna put that down. I think Black goes to the Royal Rumble, no selling this match the following night. That's I mean, what I put in my it notes. Is, <laughs> it is possible because they didn't last year. Adam, I forgot who he faced, but Adam Cole had a street fight with, with uh, Extreme Rules match with Alistair Black. Yeah, and, and, then, and then he made his debut. Yeah, yeah, and Rumble. same with Andrade because yeah. Andrade Cianamas. I refuse to call him Andrade actually. So Andrade Cianamas also featured in that match after that thirty-minute awesome, awesome match with Johnny Gargano. So it could happen. Yeah, I. I would, I would like to see Black feature in the Royal Rumble. I think his NXT story is done. I don't see where he goes from here, unless he does win the belt, which would be interesting. But no, no, I, I, I see, I see Black going to the main roster. It's hard to see, like I said, what, what, who's left of Black. It's like he's wrapping up this storyline. I don't know if he gets a measure of revenge or that getting the belt and then Dominic Dijakovic or Dijakovic or however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard to know where else he would go, but you could see him somehow losing but getting a, enough revenge to be okay. Yeah. So that's our NXT takeover predictions done. After this short break, we'll be doing our predictions for this year's Royal Rumble pay per view. Before we get into the predictions, I'm just going to say it. For once, probably like the first time in two years, I'm more amped about a Big Four show over a takeover. I think the card is really, really good this year. Therefore, just briefly, both of you guys, are you also hyped for this year's Royal Rumble event? Oh, totally, yeah. Like I said, um, I can't remember the last time I was looking forward to a te- um, a main event show rather than a takeover, so I agree with you. When it comes to the Rumble, I'm always excited. Yeah, I am really excited for this card in general. I think it's a, yeah. an amazing card. I think, yeah, I think the last time I felt this way over a takeover was two years ago when they were in San Antonio. Um, so, yeah, Norm- I, I really, I, I can't speak highly Normally of this card on paper. Normally, a rumble is enough, right, on a card, but then you look at how solid the undercard is as well. It's, yeah, I can't remember how a rumble had this kind of Styles, lineup. Brian, the both the women's championship matches the cruiserweight match looks exciting as well so i'm really looking forward to it so um for you listening at home we are recording this on a monday evening before raw uh raw as 1am on a tuesday uh over here in the uk so we are going to play the card subject to change card here in case you guys comment going huh but that 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 match isn't there or huh that that match no longer exists just in case, just in case they put another swerve on us uh, this week, which does usually happen in the world of WWE. So, I've done this in reverse Wikipedia order, gentlemen, so I've went from 9 to 1. And first up is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev over the United States title. Uh, again, who wins? Shinsuke Nakamura, I just want to say, he was the Royal Rumble winner last year. And he had such a shit year. <laughs> 2018 was a, such a shit year for him. 
Um, he had a shit year because he did shit work. Oh, I don't want to say heel- that. That's from Jason. I'm a big Shinsuke fan, but his his heel turn was pretty fun. And I, I will his say heel this turn as well. Yeah, and he then did, I, just, he did I like his work. promo. His last man standing match with AJ Styles was really really good. Nah. Um, for this match, oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> for this match, I'm just gonna go with Rusev. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think Rusev retained, and this is the pre-show match. I agree. This is pre-show worthy. It's Rusev too soon to take the title off of him, and uh, yeah, I don't think they trust Nakamura with anything at the moment. So, moving on to something a bit more interesting, and that is Shane McMahon and The Miz team up to challenge the Bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. What are your thoughts on McMahon and Miz? Well, they're the greatest tag team in the world, right? So they're definitely winning this match. Is that sarcasm? No, I think they're actually going to win. I think that's the storyline, but these two, they're going to play in it. Somehow these two are going to win the belts. Fair enough. Again, this is a perfect example of why the tag team division on the main roster is a joke. Someone like The Miz, who pretty much is a main eventer now, should not be doing some silly match like this. Sure, it's building up and to a match have... between Miz and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, but I just think the Miz should be in the title picture or something. Mm. As for who wins, like I said, the tag team division is a joke right now on the main roster. So Shane and the Miz. Oh, yeah, I see this happening because I think these two win the belt. Something happens, they lose them back at Fast Lane. Maybe Chamber probably Fast Lane, and that sets up the main yeah, match. Yeah, I, I see. I see Shane and Miz winning. Um, I'm looking forward to this match, actually. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Shane's Shane, going to do something Shane, which nearly kills him. Yeah, Shane is either a big hit or a big miss, and I think this match needs a ref bump, so the match can descend into some like hardcore chaos violence because that's what Shane McMahon thrives in. And if that doesn't happen, that would be very disappointing. If it's a standard tag team match, a Van da- I could see this being bad. A Van Daminator into Shane's face while Miz holds the world's greatest wrestler trophy in front of him. How insane would that be? coast to coast, first and foremost. All right, let's call it Uh, it Shane's name, but imagine that across the ring in terms of the trophy. (laughs) I don't think the Miz would sacrifice his precious trophy. You know, it's like his baby. That's the commitment to the team. It's their baby, (laughs) Jason. That should be fun, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, speaking of fun matches, segue. Ronda Rousey will defend her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Is it too late for the boss to be considered a contender? Um, so I think they're just lining up Ronda to be every horsewoman there is until she faces either Becky or Charlotte at the main event. I think her next opponent will be obviously Bailey, but as of right now, Ronda's gonna win. Yeah, I think Ronda's winning this one, but that's also because I think Banks needs to be sort of moved into the whole tag team storyline going on for the next show as well. I think Sasha Banks will win. Oh, interesting. And explain... I'll explain my reasons later. Are you going to explain it later? Does this, this tie into... The Women's Royal okay, Rumble, yes. Cool. So, we'll wait. No spoilers, but... How yeah. does she win? Is this clean? Is this interference well, explain by later, better... No, this uh, match. You can explain this match. I haven't really thought that through. I... She can't I, be I, clean, I would... right? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Interesting. Um, I think if Sasha does win, and I'm playing a conspiracy theorist here with my prediction of Sasha Banks, if Sasha 
does win, it's likely that Becky or Charlotte would get involved in this match as payback for uh, TLC. And I most likely think it will be Becky Lynch. So there you go. Hmm? So moving on from, unless you don't want to move on. No, I'm ready. 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 will be part of my idea of her eventually turning heel, being on a losing streak. I don't think they're going to turn her heel. Not anytime soon, but anyway. From one women's championship match to another, Becky Lynch will look to reclaim her spot at the top of the SmackDown Women's Division as she faces Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka's surely going to win, right? Yeah, I believe Asuka's going to win this, something screwy. I mean, it could be Ronda, similar to what you're talking about, but also I'm thinking Nia Jax could be a play in this in terms of her and the Becky storyline. Ooh. As a Nia Jax fan, Chen? <laughs> I don't think Nia will get involved in this match. Now, I expect... Oh, Rod, you just fucked everything up for me because you said that Ronda will lose. Doesn't mean that's actually going to happen. So Becky could win this match, and I now I'm probably thinking somehow Ronda may find her way into the Women's Royal Rumble, but and, and then challenge Becky for the SmackDown title. You, you, you got to go with your original predictions, you know. Ball, but, ball, balls to the table, you know. Balls on the fucking table. But um, <laughs> keep I think, that in. <laughs> is, this, is this match a normal match? No disqualification. No, it's match? normal. Normal one on one. So I think Becky. Becky might win, but out of disqualification. Some, so maybe ah. some, someone might interfere and beat up Becky. Probably Nia. Punch her in the face multiple times. Well, you're th- obsessed with Nia punching Becky <laughs> in the face. <laughs> an interesting idea. You, you are fucking weird. <laughs> I had the whole Oscar wins because of interference that helps her win, but maybe Becky could get a DQ win because Nia does something. Yeah. That is another way for it to go. I think there's some sort of interference. Because I just remember now when... Mm-hmm. Roman lost the title to Kevin Owens at the Rumble, and then he came at number 30 in the Rumble later on. Yeah, it's a so, possibility. So something like that could happen. Yeah, but uh, I think Becky Lynch wins the SmackDown Women's title back. So uh, you've got... Uh, sorry, so uh, you, have, you had Sasha winning, and you've got Becky winning. Yep. yep okay. I think they see her as a face of SmackDown Live, and that is why she's not booked for the Rumble match, and I don't expect her to appear at the Women's Rumble. So... Hmm. I think a lot of guys are fancy booking Becky to win and then go over to Raw. I don't see it happening. So Becky Lynch reta- uh, Becky Lynch regains and becomes a three-time SmackDown Women's Championship for my book. Cool. Let's see how this pans out with the Rumble later on. Yep. So this is, moving on, this is a rematch that nobody will ever get bored of, at least I don't think. And that is AJ Styles going one-on-one with Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. This is still a singles match, which I find interesting, but I want to hear your thoughts and also, of course, who wins. Chan? I think Daniel Bryan will win, and Mm. it will be due to some interference from Vince McMahon. I don't know what they're playing with this angle with Vince being turning AJ Hill and everything, saying he wants to see more aggressive AJ. But I think Daniel Bryan will come out on top. I think that's quite interesting considering... uh Vince is going to be in an angle with AJ and Brian on this week's episode of SmackDown before the Rumble. So that could actually play out, you know. Jason? I've got Daniel Bryan winning this. Potentially some sort of cheap win. In terms of, I don't know, like some sort of like if it's a kick to the nuts or a roll up, you know, or some sort of something going on. And I also think 
this ties into my view that maybe AJ is going to be taking some time off and this is the end of his current run and it ties into maybe the Vince thing at the same time. I, I don't think AJ is going to be taking any time off anytime soon. But I see... But Daniel- he means after Mania, I think he... I think it could be like I, I think whenever his contract runs out, we're talking yeah, about April, either like around around the time of yeah. like Mania potentially, like they're wrapping it up. But he's not winning the belt, and they're doing something else with him. I think him and Vince will somehow end up having a "you're fired, loser leaves WWE" match. Kind of AJ thing. Styles and Vince McMahon and a loser leaves like WWE. Seventy-year-old <laughs> Vince McMahon. Yeah, but you know, it could be a no. handicap match. It could be him and Brian mm. down the road versus AJ. No, okay. <laughs> it just isn't gonna fucking happen. I'm sorry, but, but anyway, with Vince, like, what is it with Vince and AJ? It's gonna uh, go somewhere. I reckon. I did see this somewhere. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. This could be a possibility with Triple H in one corner because Triple H is doing something similar on Raw with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles with Vince McMahon in another corner in a brand versus brand feud, potentially. But anyway, we're getting off track. I think Daniel Bryan will retain. I actually think this match will have a clean finish, a definitive finish uh, this time around, unlike TLC where it just ended via roll-up, where it, before it got really got going. I think my only thing is I wish this was a no-disqualification match because it allows them to have that heated brawl that this feud needs. It needs something to move on away from the singles matches because I think they've had three or four singles matches now. Well, like you say, we were recording before SmackDown. Maybe something's happened. It's going to be a no so disqualification match. No God dis- damn it! If it's now changed, we knew that was happening, and that's what Broth predicted. Yeah, I, I am, I am a psychic. Except it, it's happened. Yes. Hmm. I think it's safe to say that. Uh, Moving on, that uh, n- not all of us watch 205 Live. I don't think any of us watch 205 Live, right? I catch bits and pieces. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but uh, quick thoughts on the Cruiserweight Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, stars are Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, Hideo Itami, and Akira Tozawa. Who do you think is going to win? So I'm actually going to tune into this match because Buddy Murphy is a really, really good wrestler. But also, also, I was a big Itami fan during his NXT days, and I always wish he was on the main roster. So if I have to root for someone, it's going to be Itami. Interesting. I think Buddy Murphy had, I think we were looking at like three of the best matches of last year, which kind of people didn't realise until you sort of looked at the whole year in total. So he's had, Probably had more in two or five as well. Yeah, I just like the big, on the big shows, he's like stole the show a few times almost, or, or did steal the show. I've got Buddy Murphy retaining here, going over to Zawa. I think it'll be an amazing match, but I don't see any of these guys taking the belt from Buddy. I think they'll be doing something later on. Maybe someone's coming up from NXT at some point. Probably Johnny Cogano. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. That, that was what I thought would have happened, but not anymore. I don't know. I think uh, Buddy Murphy retains. I don't see anyone else winning that match. I think it'll be an entertaining match. But yeah, they haven't really built up Kalisto, Tami, or Tozawa, I don't think. So, you know. Um, so, moving on from the Cruiserweight Championship to a Cruiserweight in the Universal Championship picture. Yes, Finn Balor became the shock number one contender for the Universal Championship two weeks ago in Raw, setting up Lesnar versus Balor for the first time ever. Does Balor have a chance of becoming a two-time Universal Champion, and will this match be good? Jason? Bit controversial here. I know everyone's probably going to say Brock wins this. I'm going to put an outsider bet on Finn. I'm going for Finn beats Brock, and I'll explain why. 
Um, there is no need for Brock to be champion. He already lost to Reigns once, and they put the belt back on him because there's nothing else to do. He's no longer invincible. Um, there's no one that they need. I don't think they need to crown someone at Mania who takes him out, having already beaten Braun, and I think Seth doesn't need that moment anymore. Um, we don't know what's going on with Brock's deal in terms of how many dates he's going to be working going forward. Um, and I also think that frees up. They can do Braun and Brock at Mania. They don't need the belt. They can have the big smashy, smashy match. And Braun can finally beat Brock without the belt on the line. Braun's going to get involved in this match and cost Brock the belt, which ties into that. And I'm also looking forward to something which happens at Mania based on the main Royal Rumble, which I'll explain later on, which ties into this. Interesting. Do you share some of the sentiment, Chen? Chentiment. I think Brock will win. I think Brock will win. I understand that he's. I actually heard that Brock is really himself is really excited to have this match. Yeah. Because he respects people like Finn Balor and like the AJ Styles and the Daniel Bryan, and I think this will be a good match because Brock does have respect for Finn Balor, and you know, I. People, I remember Jericho saying, Brock likes you, he respects you, he'll put more effort into his matches. But I still see the main event of being Braun versus Brock at WrestleMania. Potential spoiler for the men's rumble, but uh, your predictions for that. But for me, in the words of Vince McMahon's theme tune, Finn Balor has... No, wait, that's DX. Shit. <laughs> Keep that in. Finn Balor has no chance in hell. You've got no chance. No chance in hell. Also, that better sound good, producer Chris. Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks for that. Shut up. Anyway. Also, can I just say, Jason, your idea is interesting. So I expect you to go to your local betting shop and put down a bet for Finn Balor to win. I wonder what odds I'd get. I should look into yeah. that. Can you bet on that? Because they always do rumble odds, but I don't yeah, know if you can bet on that match. You can bet on it. Uh, it's on Oz Checker. I, I saw no See chance. What I can get. Uh, I, yeah, as I said, I expect Brock Lesnar to retain. And if you I, win, you share it between all four of us. You're no. <laughs> if you lose, you go on your own. If I win, it goes into my mania fund, so Brock <laughs> might get a beer out of it. I'm all in on that one. Uh, but, but so, go, I know you're going to say this. Gentlemen, I'm trying to say my point. Okay. And you're, you're interfering. You're interfering. interfering in your match. You go You're for interfering. It. So yeah, I just want to say Lesnar's retaining. You know, it'll be competitive. It'll be good, as Chen said. The fact that Lesnar reportedly wanted to work with him, you know, suggests he might actually put in the effort in. And I, for one, am really looking forward to this match. I think this could be match of the night. And um, Finn better come out with his demon gimmick. Nah, nah, it'll be regular Finn, I reckon. Brock has previous amazing matches with like Daniel Bryan and AJ yeah. Styles, so you know he can do it with a guy like this. Um, I mean, uh, uh, I know all the money is going to be on Brock, but you're saying there's literally no chance when you think of when you look at how I've explained, but Brock doesn't need the belt and how they could do something separate at Mania and free the belt up so they can have in theory two big matches: Brock and Braun, no belt; Finn and someone other big match with a belt. But someone with the for me, WrestleMania should always close with a title. Yeah, it's going to close like it's a closing with a title match. Man. Unless it's yeah. like it's a retirement match. It's going to be a women's match. title yeah, match. Yeah, is closing with a title match. It's the women. I hope that's still true. That's, that's my belief. Yeah. Yeah, I, if Balor does go demon, this is the one thing I really want to happen. Lesnar hits him with the F5. Balor no-sells it. Just get oh, straight back oh, up. That'd be awesome. Because <laughs> he's but a demon it, character. He did it to like uh, Bray Wyatt's sister Abigail a couple of years ago and I thought, oh, that is 
fucking amazing. Uh, and I kind of really want to say, see the same spot, but with Lesnar's F5. I'm going to explain a bit more about the finish of this match when we talk about the men's rumble, because it ties into it. And speaking of which, that is a match we're going to discuss next. So onto the rumbles. And this match is what I feel is the slightly less of the two rumbles heading into this opinion, which is the men's rumble. So... Seth Rollins is a favourite, apparently, according to many betting sites. Will it be Seth Rollins' time, or do you have someone else in mind, gentlemen? So, for me, Seth wins the Men's Rumble, mm. throwing at Drew... I was going to say Drew Barrymore at the end. Drew not, Barrymore. Drew, Drew, <laughs> that'd be a surprise. Drew McIntyre gets thrown out at the end by Seth. Um, tying into that, when Finn beats Brock, it is as the Demon. So we have the return of the Demon King. And at WrestleMania, he is taking on the King Slayer. That's nice. That's nice. But is it what, what Chen has predicted? So I think it will be a double elimination between Ambrose and Seth. Oh. So for the title, one of the titles will be a triple threat. But you, said, you said Brock versus Braun will be the universal title match of Mania. Yeah, but it could always be... They could go for the SmackDown title. Couldn't work, couldn't work. But I've always so... Because I've always had this idea that WrestleMania 35, the main event would be the Shield triple threat. But obviously with yeah. uh, what happened to Roman, I don't think that will happen. But you never know. But I think still it will go down to Ambrose and Rollins. See, I just can't buy a double elimination now. They, they've got previous now. They, they've done one where they let it happen with Seth, sorry, with Luger and Brett. But the last time, Batista and Cena, yeah. they restarted the match. So they can't then not restart And Vince tore his match. quads, which is the most Yeah, Vince can come out, to, Vince yeah, comes out and test his It could be quads. a double elimination and they restart the match. And a double elimination again. And then they restart the match. I just can't. <laughs> and then I they just, just had fuck it. The Royal Rumble never threat. ends. <laughs> so we have multiple double eliminations. And then even though sort of they're on Raw, they decide they'd rather go and fight Daniel Bryan. In what would be an amazing dual threat, but with no yeah, Because storyline. I can see it being like, they want to get, Ambrose just wants to get away from Rollins. So he's going to switch brands. But they have to both switch And brands. then Rollins <laughs> is like, you know what? Fuck you, Ambrose. I'm coming after you. This story isn't over. Oh god, I really want that story to be over with already. They killed it. They killed yeah. it. Uh, and not killed it in a good way. They've they they've they've murdered that story. They've bludgeoned it more than Nia Jack's blushing Becky Lynch's face. I've thought into this story. I think you're the only person alive that's into this story. Rod, random four. If they wrap up Seth and Dean, what about if Dean ended up with Undertaker at Mania? And Seth goes on to have his title oh, match instead. No. You're trying to get me to say something not that positive about The Undertaker. I'll save that for Mania. I think that'd be an interesting way to go instead. I, I, just just I, a thought. I just don't think... I, I'm not, I, I'd rather who, talk about this Who did you have match. as the final two? So it's going to be Drew Barrymore or Drew McIntyre in the <laughs> ring with Seth at the end. So, so yeah. I can see someone like Drew having a forward with someone like Cena at Ooh. WrestleMania. So if it's not gonna, because it's meant to be last, but obviously I don't think that's happening. Mm -hmm. I I could have seen it being EC three, but I just don't see it happening. No, so it'll be Drew. EC three. It will be Drew. I think him and Cena. Like Drew will have a big name match, and it'll probably be with Cena. So if anyone actually cares about my Rumble predictions, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, let's let's go go for to it. confirm. You what did you pick for? You had Brock winning, and you had I, I, Daniel Bryan winning. 
Yeah, so okay. I see Seth Rollins challenging Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship, and that's my prediction. I don't really see anything else other than that. I don't think The Rock will return, as rumoured. I don't think the I don't think Batista will return, which has been rumoured apparently. Um, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman could be possibilities, but Braun's already lost to Brock so many times; it's devalued him. Don't see heel versus heel with Lesnar versus McIntyre. So, by that logic alone. I can only see Seth Rollins winning. I can't really see anyone from SmackDown winning either. I, I couldn't. I was looking at SmackDown, thinking, who would I pick? And then I'm also thinking, who does Daniel Bryan have after AJ? And I'm like, nobody. What is there? Like Randy Orton? That's not going to work. And then, yeah, but the Miz is tied up with Shane. Unless they wrap that up, he's the only one that could be up there. I was thinking, how do yeah. you do that? Huh? I can't think of who is a top level SmackDown star. But Mustafa Ali. That'd be a turn up, wouldn't it? I love the I, guy, it could happen. It, it could happen. actually happen. Why not? Also, I why, think, why, why not? Who else have they got on the face side? I just don't think Mr. Ali has enough. I know, he's, I know he's won a couple of matches, but I just don't think they have the credibility with him. He pinned the WWE champion. You're saying that's not credible, he says? In a tag match to set up some other stuff. Also, I think it's interesting because for me, that last year I really wanted Braun in the main event with Roman and Brock at WrestleMania, where he, he was wasted on fucking Nicholas. But this year, I hey, don't, don't don't speak ill of Nicholas. How many times have I had to tell to you clear, guys? To be clear, he wasn't fucking Nicholas. <laughs> right. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I took that to a dark uh, place. Didn't um, I? But this year, Chris, this year, that, I just don't guys. want him in the main event at all, Braun. I just don't want him in the main event. But I see, I can see it happening. It's still him being maybe facing no. Brock. I can't. Really. But I hope it's the woman who main event overall. I, I can't really see Braun anywhere near the main event, to be honest. So I think that wraps up our thoughts on the men's rumble. So yeah. to the I'm going to what I feel, me personally, feels should main event this pay-per-view, and that is a women's Royal Rumble. So I've got several questions here. Is Charlotte Flair the favourite? Is Becky Lynch going to enter the rumble? And also, are we going to see more NXT, stu- yeah. NXT superstars than legends this time round. I think Charlotte is the current favourite because Becky is not officially in the match. I think Becky does get into the match, which ties into my predictions. I'd like to see more NXT talent than legends this time. A few legends, but more NXT guys yeah. would be cool. Yeah. I think Charlotte is the favourite. Um, as a surprise entry, I can see it being Shayna. Yeah. Yeah, she's and causing top. havoc and and maybe doing something with either Char- having like a little feud with Charlotte in the ring. But if they are going to do the four horsewomen match down the line, yeah, it could kickstart that at some point. Um, so, do you think Becky's going to enter the Rumble or? Yeah, because I did say she'll lose out of new. Um, no, disc- she'll win her. Sorry, she'll win her match out of DQ, mm-hmm. and then. I can see, still see her entering the Rumble later on. So, that leads me on to the main question. Who wins? If there's no Becky, then it's Charlotte. But otherwise, Becky's my super... super. Becky's my main choice to win if she does enter the Rumble. But if there is no Becky, so then Charlotte. So, you said Becky Lynch then? Yeah. Okay. So, mine ties into what we were saying earlier with the... Oscar and Becky match where I think Jax could cause interference in this match I think Becky to get into the Rumble is going to take out her tag partner Tamina and be taking her spot 
coming out and then I've got Becky and Nia Jax at the end where Becky gets revenge on her that way and goes on to take on Ronda at Mania. I'm going to be controversial. Logic dictates Charlotte, right? Because she's the odds-on favourite. She's in the match. Yep. Uh, all the women announced most likely to feud with Ronda. So there's that. There is a Becky Lynch factor, but I actually don't think she's booked for this match at all. We don't know. Obviously, there's still nine entrants yet to be named. But, you know, the fact that she's in a women's title match already, I think that match will go on for quite a bit. I cannot see her entering the Royal Rumble. I know they've done it with Roman two years ago, but I cannot see her entering. But I don't think it'll be Charlotte Flair either. I think it'll be Ronda Rousey. Oh, this goes into you having Banks win the yeah, belt. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Doing a surprise appearance. So she wants to compete in the Rumble, right? And she has said this publicly on in a recent interview. And the way I thought about this is if the rumored triple threat match happens as a main event at WrestleMania, which is Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte, right? It's a lot easier to make Ronda defect to SmackDown because that's only one woman moving across rather than Becky Lynch and Charlotte both going over to Raw because then you have two women leaving SmackDown. And Raw has got a more stacked female roster than SmackDown does at the moment. So... With that logic, I thought maybe Becky Lynch is going to walk in to WrestleMania SmackDown Women's so, Champion. Uh, 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 the broad is talking. The broad me. is talking. Excuse I, me. The, the stan of Becky Lynch, I'm wearing the man t-shirt, but I'm calling myself the stan. The stan is speaking, Chen. The stan is speaking. And now you've made me lose my chain of thought, so I'm really annoyed. But anyway. You had Becky walking into major yeah. SmackDown champ, defending against yeah. Charlotte and Ronda. So who, yeah. How did Ronda win the Rumble? How did she enters the Rumble match. But did she eliminate Charlotte last? Is what I'm just wondering, like, what's your ending? Yeah, I would say that. I haven't really thought about the ending. I don't really care who Ronda eliminates last. But I just I, wonder, I, I, I how I Charlotte wanna, gets into that match for, for it, Mania. I want a horsewoman versus horsewoman. Thing on the top of my head. So I want my final four to be Ronda and Shayna Baszler and the other two to be Charlotte Flair and Bailey. Okay. And let's just kick that, that women's versus, uh, yeah. horsewomen versus horsewomen feud that they so want to tease. I don't know why. But, you know. So Ronda goes to SmackDown. It's good for the Fox, brand, Fox deal that comes through in October eventually as well. You have Becky Lynch there as SmackDown Women's Champion and you have that ongoing Fight Forever-esque feud with Charlotte Flair. It's simpler, it's easier than get, somehow trying to figure out logically how to get two women across the SmackDown to Raw by using the Royal Rumble. Although, I will say this and I'll bring Chen back into it. Your double elimination idea is very interesting because they could do that with Becky and Charlotte if Becky enters the Rumble. No. No. Just, I'm against all double elimination talk. If I, I, just I, I win Ring forward. of Dishonor this week, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Okay. God, calm down. So, but I like your actual logic of getting there in terms of Ronda winning it. That's yeah. an interesting way to go. This just makes more sense. I mean, I, I don't want to see Ronda lose to Sasha. I don't think Sasha's the one to defeat Ronda, per se. I think it should be Becky or... Dare I say it, Charlotte. If Sasha does win, it could probably be with Bailey interference. And then eventually... But so Bailey's I said, not a heel. But that's why I said it could eventually also be Bailey and Sasha at uh, WrestleMania. If, any, if anyone interferes, it's Becky or Charlotte because that's storyline. Not Bailey. Bailey might be at ringside. 
but she won't interfere. But I just remember that one time on Raw, didn't she throw Sasha into a table or something? Yeah, like she threw her into the ring post and steps <laughs> and said, you ain't shit, Sasha. <laughs> and I'm like, PG, Bailey, PG. <laughs> so it could happen. Anything's possible. That's what I like about the Rumble. Anything's possible. Yeah. I just hope they don't screw up the book in for Mania. Double elimination. Double elimination. Double elimination. On repeat. J- Jason's now sulking in the corner. That's called no selling. Wow. <laughs> uh, th- th- this is really killing the segment. Uh, well, uh, I thought the Ronda thing would. Uh, I thought the Ronda thing would generate a bit more excitement, but no, never mind. But yeah, no, genuinely, I think Ronda Rousey will win. So there you have it. That it's going to be a great show overall, though, right? Yeah. I think we're all agreeing on that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, keeping track of this, because you know you said there's something in a box for us. When, at TLC yeah that we died talking. it was too long I didn't feed it we have to get something new in a new box <laughs> but wow. yeah, oh, we'll write this all down and we'll see who won next week yeah I was about to say I, I was looking forward to it's the only reason why I'm doing these you could eat what was in the box I'd, probably not I don't I don't trust you you just said it was alive it was at one point <laughs> I'm bringing sandwiches next week. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll eat a sandwich. I, I'm not going to question what's in this. <laughs> well, this, this is great audio. Great audio entertainment, guys and girls. <laughs> so there you have it. That's our uh, preview prediction on the 2019 Royal Rumble. But that's not all we have for you. As up next, we, th- we give what we think is the greatest and worst Royal Rumble of all time. Hey, you. If you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pod. Do it! Do it now! So, this is going to be a casual chat where Jason Chen and yours truly discuss what our favourite and least favourite Royal Rumble matches are. And then Jason and I mock Chen for being in love with Baron Corbin. Somehow that will tie up. I'm not sure why I wrote that joke. But anyway, crap joke aside... I want you to give me your favourite Rumbles first. Also, side note, gentlemen, anything outside the Royal Rumble event doesn't count, such as the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia or the one that Eddie Guerrero won on SmackDown once. Those don't count, gentlemen. You listening, Chen? The Eddie Guerrero SmackDown match was great. It was great, but it doesn't count. So you you have listened, right? Okay. Yeah, You listened? Yes. You listened? Yes. Good. So, Chen, what's your favourite? So I just want to point out that we're, all of us here are different ages and tuned into wrestling at different times. So I'm even, the baby. So if there there are so many great Royal Rumble matches, but at the same time, it's about what we were in tune with at the time and how religiously we were following wrestling. So like, you one don't, you re- don't follow re- re- wrestling religiously. I do, but you got to understand. Seth is not your it's cross not like, Jesus. It's not like I watched wrestling in the 80s. Even though I can watch some matches in the 80s, I, it wouldn't be as bit important to me because I wasn't following wrestling at that time. Mm. I wasn't in tune with what was going on okay. and everything. Yeah. So, I don't want to be controversial, but I had put two down. We said one, Chen. <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. So... I'll edit you out anyway. Yeah. Number one, my favorite Royal Rumble will be the 2001 Royal Rumble. Ooh, the one I called overrated. The one that has Kane and Austin and The Rock. And 
you know, it, I just thought it was so amazing. All what was hap- all the spots in those matches. Kane impressed me a lot. I'm a big Kane fan, mm. and yeah, to me, it was my favorite Rumble match. Oh, okay, Jason, what's your favorite? I think we know what my one's going to be based on from my prediction, my selections for the Royal Rumble of Royal Rumble. This moments. is what I wanted to talk about, but you beat me to it. So, I mean, 92, I mean, 1992, the Ric Flair Rumble. It's not just the greatest rumble, it's one of the greatest matches of all time when you look at the various elements to it. Mm. Um, if you, if I just think of the main points. Bobby Heenan on commentary, one of the best performances you ever hear by a commentator on a match, and he keeps it up for the entire hour. It's not fair to Flair. Yeah, he doesn't stop like because there's a point in flair in it. The funniness of like Million Dollar Man coming out as number one. You know, he didn't buy a ticket that year to move himself up. He's the first guy out of the Rumble. Rick flares in at three and goes for over an hour, which is going to be pretty impressive performance. He's the first guy to do that. You know, it's quite common now. Loads of guys have done these hours. I don't think it was actually an over an hour, right? At least an hour-ish. We'll call it that. Yeah. No one had been to that level. He set yeah, a new yeah. record at the time. No one had ever done that kind of a long time. And then we, we know some like Shawn Michaels, Benoit, Rey Mysterio. Loads of guys have done it after, but that sorry, was the first w- w- Sorry, I didn't get the 2004 winner. It didn't exist. Vacant did yeah. really well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 2004 was my second favourite Royal Rumble ever. Yeah. Just so you had, some, you had guys like that. It, it was uncommon at all. Norm, that happened at the point. It was always a guy that came in in the last like 20, 20 onwards that won it because it would be like one of the big guys that couldn't wrestle as long. Bulldog was really strong in it. Being a Bulldog fan, he puts in a good 20-odd minutes performance as well. Piper blows the roof off when he appears. It's the most star-studded Royal Rumble. Flair, Piper, Savage, Taker, Bulldog, Roberts, Texas Tornado, Sid, and HBK. It's like That's a star-studded Rumble. Mm-hmm. It really mattered as well because it was high stakes. First time the belt was on the line. You never used to get a title shot for the Rumble. And this one actually put the belt on the line. Big, important stuff. You did, and you didn't know who was going to win. Everyone just assumed Hogan. Hogan won everything at this time, and Hogan didn't end up winning it. So just a great match overall. And Flair, you know, sneakily. Every, he eliminates five people. Mm. Everyone's sneaky. Great story all the way through. For me, it has to be the best one. So this is going to be a weird selection because I was trying to think, what else outside of 92? Because 92 is my favorite. And I was thinking, I thought to myself, you know what? Last year's. Last year's really stuck with me. And it's just because... And I'm talking about the men's rumble. Sorry, not the women's. Uh, even though the women's match was also really, really good. It's funny you mentioned the women's. That was my third favourite Royal Rumble match ever. Ah, interesting. 2004 is close for me as well. But uh, no, the 2018 Rumble men's Rumble was fantastic. It is probably the best booked Royal Rumble in at least a decade. Um, it's got everything from the New Japan versus WWE thing that we mentioned in our last podcast that you should check out marketing uh it has the old god versus the new god uh standoff with like so john cena Rey mysterio finn balor roman reigns and all that that was fantastic the Heath slater comedy spot was probably the best comedy spots in at least the pg era of royal rumbles that was fantastic and then getting to eliminate sheamus on his but on sheamus's birthday gets rolled in and eliminates that is a classic moment um Shinsuke Nakamura winning gave us such high expectations of a dream match. In, in context to what it was, it doesn't sound great, but it really, really was a nice, nice moment. Roman getting eliminated at the last is just the best book in WWE does every single Rumble because it winds up the fans so much that they give everyone a loud pop and it gave Nakamura a loud pop. Um, this is a Royal Rumble match that pound for pound compared to everything else including 92 which 
I'm going to mention in a second, is probably the best booked Royal Rumble of all time. I mean, it's interesting when you say booked. 92, the story is Flair, and then later on Hogan and Sid. In those days, they didn't book as much in terms of like people were feuding, going at each other in the match, whereas yeah. in later years, there's more who's coming in at what time, how do we advance? I think the 92 stories. one was a massive advancement on the first one. Oh, ones. yeah, totally. Uh, and I, I love the 92 Rumble. It is the most star-studded Rumble. It's, without a question, probably the most fun Royal Rumble of the lot. Yeah. I think my only exception was the ending, and that's what spoils it for me, which is Hogan helps Flair. Hogan's a baby face. It wasn't ever supposed to heal, tease a heel turn. It wasn't supposed to. And you get Hogan acting like, I've done nothing wrong. I'm not sure what the booking was there. It was bad. That is the it one was black exactly mark on that. It, and it's a shame. It's a shame it couldn't be someone like, I don't know, Ted DiBiase coming out instead. Help, like I, I don't know why he would feud with Sid. But uh, any anyone heel would have made that work. Anyone who wanted to turn heel would have made that work. Hulk Hogan, and it's not really Hogan's fault, I don't think. It's just bad booking. With the exception of that black mark, I would have said that's my favourite rumble. 2001's overrated though. If that was the road to WrestleMania 17, you stupid son of a bitch. Okay? First of all, um, I'm not stupid, quite clearly. Secondly, uh, don't call my mum a bitch. Thirdly, here's why the 2001 Royal... Chris, I hear you laughing. I'm going to fuck you up later. I'm going to fuck you. Cut this out. But uh, So the reason why I think 2001 is overrated is just... It's got a lot of jobs in. It's, it's just another Steve Austin show. I never really liked the Steve Austin Royal Rumble victories. I like Steve Austin a lot. I think he's... Be careful with your words. I just said I like Steve Austin a lot. Calm down. It's just, I don't know. The Steve Austin Rockstead on was good. Kane's performance was really good. The hardcore section was really good, but... What about the Rock going through a table? Yeah, in between. It just... Yeah, but the Rock going through a table, they do that to Roman Reigns and people complain about Roman Reigns being put through a table. So by that logic, you can complain about the Rock because going through a table. Because by the time Roman Reigns goes through it, it's been but, done. But, but, but I haven't finished my point. In the middle, what exactly happened? Tell me. And it's just, you know, it, it just wasn't that great a match, I don't think. I think there's been a lot better Royal Rumbles out there, including the 2004 and the 2018 women's one. And if you said that, I would have agreed with you. But this goes back to what I said earlier about how religiously I was watching wrestling at the time and how important this was to me. Like you speak about the 92. I can watch the 92. I think it's a great rumble. But I don't know what was going on during those times and everything yeah, like but that. I I didn't. I was born this, in I was born in ninety two, and I think it's the greatest Royal Rumble. You don't need. It's just I like, was a fan in two thousand. I became a fan in two thousand and four before the Attitude Era. So maybe I don't have ma maybe I mean. after the Attitude Era. Yeah. Okay. Correction. But you know you don't need like. Especially with 2004 I know obviously it's vacant And everything like that <laughs> But it's obviously the changing of guards Where yeah. the business was changing Looking at guys who had bodies like Eddie, the Eddie Guerrero's The Jericho's, the Benoit's getting the mm. main event push Yeah Kind of thing I mean All I'm going to say is Maybe I just don't view the attitude there And roast into spectacles Like everyone else does 
and I, I have a lot of complaints about the attitude error in general. But uh, listen, WrestleMania 17 is arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time, so I'm not going to deny that point. But I just don't feel the 2001 Royal Rumble like many other people do. Okay. It's just personal taste. Yeah. I mean, Jen, it's your choice. It's the one I understand your logic for choosing it. I think I agree with Broad in terms of the, the Kane things and like stare downs. There's not enough in the match overall for me, but if that's the one that you really got into, then that's why it's going to be your favourite. Exactly. And that's the beauty of professional wrestling, you know. You, you, even though, you know, you call other people stupid in that, it's other people's opinion. Chen. Moving on. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is where I put in the script. This is where it will get a little more heated, I think, but after being called a stupid son of a bitch, I'm going to ask you, Chen, first, what's the worst Royal Rumble you've watched? So it comes down to three, but obviously I can't... You said <laughs> one, you stupid son of a bitch. All right, can you go to Jason? I got no, 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 no. You got to go first. I've decided. He's going to knock the microphone over. It's like right by his neck. This is great so, audio. Jen, do you not know how a microphone works? <laughs> Chen, Chen, do, do you also know, like, you know, the definition of worst? It means like the, the there's only one. There's have, only one. I have three painful ones, and they all happened in the last six. Okay, years. what are your three painful ones? We'll decide for you. Uh, firstly, it's the, it's not in any order, but 2013 when John Cena wins oh, to yeah. face The Rock for a rematch. Oh, that's bad. Which, you know, the original match was billed as a once in a lifetime at WrestleMania. So you're going 2013 then? No. And then my next one is 2014 where Batista wins, Ray mm -hmm. gets booed, and it's Batista. CM Punk. And it's CM Punk's last match for the WWE. Was Rey Mysterio in 2014 or 2015? 2014, because he came out as the number 30 spot. Yeah, it was 15 where Daniel Bryan came out in the middle of it all and then got eliminated by Bray Wyatt. Oh. Yeah, so 14 is Bautista. Yep. Oh, shit, and yeah. And I got 2015 down of Roman winning where The Rock right, comes I've, out to help. And that's the first time I've actually seen The Rock booed. Yeah, so I, I've got 2015. So do you want to pick one of 2013 2014? I'll say two thousand and I'll say two thousand and fourteen. Okay, yeah. CM Punk's last match. Yeah. Another another wrestler, dead to the industry. Brilliant. Yeah, that that was a that was a mediocre Royal Rumble. Jason, what's your worst? My worst Rumble would be nineteen ninety five. Um, and is that the Shawn Michaels? It's the one where Shawn Michaels one wins it the from the start, but it's. It's kind of bullshit to me when they say, oh, Sean Mark would have won it from number one or number two, which either way, because he, it was the shortest rumble they ever did. They, they did one minute gaps. So he wins the rumble, but he's in the ring for 38 minutes. I hate to break it to you, Jason, but those gaps are bullshit anyway. I know, I know, I know they're bullshit, but when it's a minute, a couple apart, rather than a minute and a half or two minutes, it's going to be hard to fudge that. But still, it's the shortest time from time to go from the start to the end. It's the shortest rumble. So it's in the, there's so little drama in this match. You know it's going to be HBK and Bulldog going all the way through, and you're pretty sure HBK is going to win it. Because when you look at the stars in this match, it's the least star-studded Rumble ever. Apart from mm. Bulldog and HBK at the start, 
There's no one that comes in that you could believe could win it. Luger is the only one that comes close, but by then they've lost all faith in Luger. He comes in in the middle. He's the only guy that could have got close to it. So you know HBK is going to be winning this thing. And also, if you look at again, not star-studded, 14 of the people are from tag teams. Seven tag teams in the Rumble. A tag team wrestler never wins the Royal Rumble, so they're a complete waste of time. And if you go back to it, everyone talks about the Roman Reigns push. Shawn Michaels was getting the same thing at this point. Vince was doing everything he could to make him the star. He was being shoved down people's throats. Sorry, I just thought I'd say and, and he hadn't quite proved himself at this point, and he was being shoved down everyone's throats. So, for me, mm. 95. Speaking of Roman Reigns, mine is, uh, as I mentioned a little earlier, was 2015. From Roman's tainted win, um, because, you know, he wasn't but the thing with the 2014 Royal Rumble that was a positive is that Roman Reigns was but like a badass. And, and everyone it, was cheering him. Yeah, every, exactly. Rumble. Everyone was cheering him. He got the most eliminations in Royal Rumble history. And it was fine because it was something new. It was something different. He was part of the Shield. 2015, he was still kind of popular at this time, if I remember, just heading into the Rumble. But it, no, there's no... Because Daniel Bryan was eliminated... The fans kind of tainted this one, but even then, it was exceedingly badly booked. So, Roman won with assistance of The Rock, I remember, and there's Big Show and Kane eliminating everyone in sight, Rusev being a joke of a second-place finish. Oh, dear. I'm trying to avoid remembering this Royal Rumble. It was was a terrible ending. it, it, It was... The last straw in a really bad run of Royal Rumbles from probably 2011 to 2015. This was by far the fucking worst Royal Rumble. You had Dean Ambrose finish fifth. Like, couldn't it be Roman versus Dean at the end because Dean was popular at the time? Like, could have rebuilt up Ryback. You could have done anything. You could have done anything. And they chose Big Show and Kane to eliminate... Big Joe and Kane eliminated Jack Swagger, Ryback, Dean Ambrose. Um, they were Dolph Ziggler. You couldn't. You couldn't make up that shit. It's you funny. You couldn't though, make up that shit. Because, when, like you said, in 2014, everyone was cheering for Roman. Yep. But it was like a week later when all the rumors started saying that Roman is going to be the next one to take over John Cena's place as the face of the company and everything like that. He, he got cheered throughout 2014 during his during the first start of the breakup but of the yeah, shield. But it was when yeah, but as soon as the breakup of the shield happened, everyone was like, "Oh no, no, no!" no. It wasn't that quick that turn. I the think it was. Royal Rumble was the definition of when people really turned on Rome because they really wanted Daniel Bryan to main event WrestleMania I mean, 31. And I, to be honest, I don't think it would have mattered who won if it was anyone but Bryan. The fans would burn out the building. So if it was Dolph Ziggler, they were going to boo. If it was Dean Ambrose, they were going to boo. But the fact that they make Roman Reigns look like a cheater and a jabroni because of interference in The Rock. Oh, I don't think the Rock, the Rock didn't save him, did he? Or did he actually interfere? I think the Rock... He took out the Big Show. Yeah, he took out Big Show. I think he might have took out Kane as well. I can't remember. I think if Dean Ambrose had won it, he would have got cheered. But I don't know yeah, if anyone else could have done it. I think Ambrose might have been the only guy that could have been cheered because he was very over at the time. But yeah, that's about it, really. I... With respect to 95, though, at least you had Shawn Michaels going from 1 to 30, and that was a memorable... For a bunch of nobodies. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's still impressive to 
Nah. Got over the time. I I don't care what you say. You know, like <laughs> you're a stupid son of a bitch, Jason. You're a stupid. You drag son me of a bitch. into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, you stupid son. You're of a bitch. all stupid sons of bitches. All right, uh, guys, especially guys, you, Chris. Yeah. What? No talking, yeah, Chris. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Chris is the stupidest son of a bitch of them all. Chris, do you want to respond? Fuck Shut you, up, broad. <laughs> Uh, uh, wow! Um, don't bring me I into just, it. I Jason just, called you a son of a bitch. What was the first. rumble where Vince tore his quad? Two thousand and five. I'm surprised that's not Jason's worst Royal Rumble. I mean, there was a double elimination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but then they resolved it. Oh, okay, okay. So that's our greatest and worst Royal Rumbles of all time. We'll probably do a poll or two to see what you guys think: who's right and who's wrong. Um. It's definitely going to be Chen. That's well, wrong. Also, I just want to say I expect Baron Corbin to make a big impact at this Rumble. Shut up. He might not win, Shut but up. he'll make a big impact. He probably will, to be honest. He probably will, but, you know. Just shut up, Chen. Just shut up. You're, you're ruining the outro for this segment. So, as I was saying, we're probably going to do a couple of polls, and then we'll just um, put that up on Twitter, see, see what happens. And we want to know what your greatest and worst Royal Rumble is too so after this short break we'll move on to the Ring of Dishonor lastly it's our weekly segment to close the show the Ring of Dishonor for those who haven't joined us on the pod before it's like Room 101 but wrestling in an audio format each week, one of us will nominate something that they would like to see enter the Ring of Dishonor. The other three people in the podcast will decide if it is worthy or, shall we say, unworthy enough to enter the Ring of Dishonor. Last week, Mike's submission of multiple main events was rejected from entering the Ring of Dishonor. Since Mike and Sam are neither here this week, we will go back to our original format of judging which uh, of nominating someone to enter something into the ring of dishonor potentially so that's jason chen and myself so jason are you ready to spin the wheel to see whether yourself chen or i have something to submit this week i'm ready to spin the wheel so we can make the deal wheel is spinning and it's me again okay (laughs) so (laughs) this was not planned but I actually sort of came up with this one earlier on. I've decided this is the one I'm going with instead. So Ooh. double eliminations in Royal Rumbles. And I think there are two examples of where it's been done. It's Bret Hart and Luger, which set up that weird WrestleMania thing. And then Batista and Cena, where they restarted the match. I've got no problem with those two. But the suggestion that they come up with some stupid reason to have more double eliminations at the end of Rumbles is just such lazy, terrible booking. Simple as that. Okay, I'll start. Um, it's a bit of a niche sort of thing you've gone for for the Ring of Dishonor this week. But whatever I like in the Ring of Dishonor. It's up to myself, Chen, and Chris to decide if it's worthy or not. Thank Fair you very point. much. <laughs> you should, uh, I stand corrected. You, you, you should change your tone, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're older. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... The Batista Cena one was an accident, so I'm not sure if that counts because it's quite clear that Batista was supposed to powerbomb Cena over the top rope or do something along those lines. The Luga Hart one, yeah, it's a bit pants, but eh, it's a one-off thing. And for me, 
I think there's a lot worse things in the world of professional wrestling than double eliminations considering the last one happened 14 years ago. So, to be fair, my point is the suggestion we have another one. The suggestion we have another one. The idea that this rumble could end in a double elimination. Yeah, it could be for the women's. It wouldn't be the worst booking in the world. And it keeps the opponent strong. It's actually and it true. hardly ever happens. Yeah, it's, it, that's another point. It, it's so, so it, if you were so uh, rare. It would not be the, end of the rumble. And you're in live in attendance, or you're watching it on TV, and this is the road that sets up WrestleMania. This is the big final match that sets the big main event potentially for Mania. You guys are okay with the fact that, oh, fuck it, we don't need a winner at the, one of the biggest shows of the year. We'll just have a draw. If it sets up a triple threat match, then it's fine. Yeah, it depends if who the opponents are as well. Or, who the wrestlers or are. alternatively, you know, it could set up one going for one belt and the other going for the other belt. You know, and they go, you know what, guys, we're going to cancel Elimination Chamber of Fastlane. I'll be up for that. That would uh, be one platter. They said, oh, uh, we don't need uh, a Cancel Fastlane, please. Uh, if you put fast, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing when I get to get nominated. Fastlane's entering the fucking thing. But, um, <laughs> uh, I've got carried away. No, I honestly, I don't really have that much beef with this one either way, you know. So, uh, are you happy to put this to a vote, Chan? Yeah, it does not go in the Ring of Dishonor. I'm going to say it doesn't go into the Ring of Dishonor either. Remember this C- when we're watching Chris. the Rumble and you guys get really pissed off at a double elimination. Uh, Who would Chris vote for, just briefly? I'm allowing you to talk this time. Okay, thank you. Um, it does not really bother me at all. So, yeah, I would not put it in it, the, it, it would have been a clean. Sw- it would have been a clean sweep if Chris's vote counted this week. So, that's another one in back-to-back weeks. I think it's three weeks in a row we've had because Chen's was delayed for a bit. So I think it's three weeks in a row we've rejected something from entering the Ring of Dishonor. We're getting good at rejecting things, guys, but we need to pick up whoever gets nominated next, next week, whether it's Chen or myself. We've got to pick up the pace a bit, you know? We've got to, we've got to put something in, Chen. We've got to All get right. something in. We've got All to right. get something in. So there you go. Next week, join us for our review of both the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver Phoenix. But that's all from us here at Holy Shoot. We hope you've enjoyed the show and remember to subscribe to us on all good podcast outlets and give us a follow on Twitter at Holy Shoot Pod and like us on Facebook. And also to play us out for the second week in a row, we have JBL's Flask by Cheap Pop. Now that's the bottom line because this pod said so. JBL!